The real kicker is that I wasn't even supposed to live in Citrus Grove. I was supposed to live in Houston with both my parents in a house with a swimming pool. But things didn't work out between them, so Uma and I moved to Citrus Grove, a sprawling suburb of Orlando with too many houses to count that has never actually felt like home. It has two sides, like a coin. My side is filled with people of all backgrounds. There's my mother, Sujatha Krishnan, and me. There's Anya Patel, also Indian, next door to Ife Asefa, whose parents own Orlando's best Ethiopian restaurant. Ife beat me on science tests six years in a row until we finally became friends. My best friend, Silva Rivera, moved from Puerto Rico the year I did from India. There are also Cubans and Koreans and lots of people who have thick accents and even thicker blood. Ama once joked that Citrus Grove was like the United Nations. That is, if the Security Council met in the public's deli, and instead of nukes, people hurled insults in multiple languages. Juno Zale was from the other side. She lived a mile away, but sometimes, it felt more like a light year. Her neighborhood had bake sales, church fundraisers, and Girl Scout cookies. Her parents even fostered dogs. At first glance, Juno's side was perfect. But then you saw the church ladies calling the cops on homeless people in the park. The realtor dads railing in their booming voices about the immigrants and newcomers raising their taxes. Kids like Juno roaming wild at night, smoking weed and raising hell. The white picket fences protecting their families from all forms of danger leaking from our side into theirs. We all lived in Citrus Grove, but we looked very different depending on whom you asked. I was always vaguely aware of Juno Zale's life because I ended up in it briefly, mistakenly, when I was eight. I was running away from home. Those days, Uma often fought with my father on the phone, their voices rattling the house like a snow globe, and I'd had enough. Before Uma could notice, I walked out the door. I didn't really want to leave my mother, I just wanted to see how far I could go. If I could. Unfortunately, I only made it a mile before the identical lawns started blending together like pages of an endless magazine. Deep in my belly, I knew I was lost. Uma had warned me that this could happen. It was all over the newspapers, TV, old bedtime stories dredged up from her childhood in India. Bad girls misbehaved, and then they went missing, never to be seen again. That was when I first saw Juno. She was playing on the lawn of a massive house with pillars. The reason I'd stopped to stare at her house was because I thought it looked like the castles illustrated in fairy tales. Then I saw that Juno was doing the kind of stupid shit Amma told me only white kids did. She had a pair of binoculars, and she was trying to stare directly at the sun. I remember running up to her and saying, Don't you know you're not supposed to stare at the sun? Or something panicked like that. Juno Zale laughed at me, I think. She told me she was trying to figure out what color the sun was. It's the biggest mystery of our times, she said. I had just read a book about the solar system, so I informed her it was actually just a colorless ball of gas. I asked her if she could see how many fingers I was holding up. At some point, we both busted out laughing, and that's when her parents came out. Normally, being a kid, I automatically zoned out my friend's parents, but I remembered Juno's vividly. One reason was that they were the first white adults, besides my teachers, to ever speak to me officious and stern like the porcelain couple atop a wedding cake. The other is that they called Umma and snitched on me, and she drove so fast she ran into their mailbox. Maya, she snarled, gripping my arms hard enough to hurt. What's wrong with you? 
Mr. and Mrs. Zale were disturbed by the great Indian spectacle we were making. Maybe they'd heard that in immigrant cultures, runaway kids got their asses beat. Maybe they wanted to look out for me. Are you new to town? They asked Amma. Are you okay? They asked me, perhaps worried about my punishment. No, said Amma shortly, answering two questions in one. She glared at the Zales in their lovely house, casting a curse with her gaze. You're lucky these people didn't kill you, she whispered, whisking me back home for a stern lecture about American stranger danger. I'm not sure who turned away first, me or Juno, because all I remember is looking back for one last glimpse of the girl with pickle-green eyes, but she was already gone, and I figured maybe I'd imagined her.